Welcome to Lever Up Your Life. I'm Nate Barger. I went from prison time and bankruptcy to now owning over $200 million in real estate. I wanna show you guys all the mistakes I made so you don't make the same mistakes. It's time you create massive wealth for yourself. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to Lever Up Podcast. And I got some special guests on today that you guys are gonna love to hear their story. Just like a lot of you guys, they started off, didn't really know what to go, where to go. Welcome, Glenn and Amber Schwarm. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Nate. Looking forward to it today. Hey, man, you guys got an amazing story. Just like many Americans, you started off, and uh, I, I want to get into going back to, you know, kind of mindset. You guys had a major mindset shift, and after that, you guys levered up, man. So, um, yeah. you know, tell us what it is that you guys, you guys uh, do in real estate and how you started off. Did you come from a rich family? Um, oh, just like, uh, yeah, really. yeah. So yeah. how how did you guys get started in real estate? Neither one of us came from any money at all. No. We, I mean, the school of hard knocks, really. Neither one of us have college educations. We both just barely graduated high school. Literally, I was 69th in my class of 69 people in a small town upstate New York. So oh, are you, are you kidding me? No, that was... Yeah, I was 69th, baby. I barely made the cut. So Hey, hey, so they so they they gave you a scholarship. It was your 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 here, man. Just get out of here, man. We want get you out of here. here. Yeah, we're done with you. Get out of here. So yeah, always getting in trouble. But no, I was I've been a business owner myself, so I'm 53 and I've been a business owner since I was 19. I opened my first company at 19. And um Amber and I ended up meeting up uh what, 15 years ago now? Yeah, something, something, like, something that. like that, 15, 16 years ago, and we met through another home based business we were both in and Long story short, we were both going through divorces. We ended up, um, that friendship over a couple of years ended up turning into, hey, why don't you move to New York? And one thing led to another, and we started investing in real estate. Which was big for a Texas girl. Oh, yeah. I moved her up. People say, what did you move up to upstate New York for? I said, because I'm a good salesman. I'm a good closer. <laughs> I got, got that deal done, baby. You know? Hey, now, now, was that in the summer or spring when you came up? Oh, good Lord. I don't remember. But it was 15 winters later, and I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, now we live in Florida, which is nice. But, yeah, so... So we started. Yeah, congr congratulations uh, to your move, man, because that most people, you know, they're, they're 65, 70 years old before they, and, and, you know, just get down to Florida when you guys are young. That's the moral of the story, right? It is. I, it is. We, yeah, that's, that's a story we can talk about, too. That's a, that was a real push to get down. That was a lifelong dream to be living here on the beach, and it was uh, something that we just finally, you know, you have to make, you have to make a dream happen. They don't, you don't just wake up one day and it happens. It's you, not you know, you have to push and push and push, and you have to do things that are way out of your comfort zone to for anybody. Even and I, I like change, but it's still change, moving. And change is scary, even if it's good change. Totally. We had four kids to move, an ex-wife. We had a lot of stuff going on at the same time. So it was, that was a whole different story in itself. But real estate, I'll go back to that. We we bought our first rental. This is kind of funny. We bought our first rental before we got into flipping and buying more rentals. But our first rental was the worst thing you could ever buy. It was next. It was on a busy road. Next to a bar called the Bad Pig, it was a, it was a cop. <laughs> it was a cop that got fired that opened a bar. It was a biker, a, bar. A biker bar, Harley bar. Whoa! Bar, oh yeah, pretty hardcore. Across the street was a chemical plant. Literally next to the chemical plant, which is right down the road from this house, was a railroad track. There was a dump behind us, and we found out two months after we bought the house that this is a sad part: an eighteen-year-old had hung himself in the garage. Wow. So this is the property we own. It's all cod together. Everybody told us not to buy it, but like like a lot of people might be listening, I said, I want to get my first deal done. I don't care. I'll learn so much in that first deal. 
Well, shit, we learned a lot, that's for sure. And so we... I think the words from some of our friends were, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> yeah, some some close friends who said, why would you buy that? I'm like, I just want to get into real estate. So I did yep. an owner finance deal and nothing down. You know, I created a, created something out of nothing. And we still own that property to this day. We had, we had to put a lot of money and refinance it and re, refurbish it. But that, a couple years later, we decided to flip a house. And this was in 07. So 07, as you know, the market was just starting to go south, starting to tank. We bought in 07. And then in 08, we sold it. We did all the work ourselves, blood, sweat, and tears, made 17 grand that first flip. But but we, we did that because we were really desperate. Like, we, yeah. we didn't have anything. We were $80,000 in credit well, card you, you debt. Well, you did. You did have something. You had $80,000 in credit card debt. That's true. True. So yes. you had two options at that point. Probably make more money or you're going bankrupt, right? It was, it was definitely definitely in a tough spot, right? We are definitely, like, saying to ourselves, okay, something – because I – so the – Without going into great detail, back when I was 19, I actually went bankrupt three different times. I had two foreclosures. I had a repossession of a vehicle. So I've been knocked down in the dirt. And so yes. I, was, I was determined. Now, fast forward to when I was, what, 40 years old when we started flipping houses or thereabouts, so 38, 39, whatever. And I was determined to never have my credit go bad again, right? Because once you've had a, a 400 credit score, you don't want to go back there. So I can never mm -hmm. be accused. I could never be accused of saying, you know, somebody saying I married him for his money. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I had none. Hey, so, he's a yeah. good salesman. Had <laughs> <laughs> to close that deal, that you know, Nate. Got to do it. So yeah, so we we so I knew what that was like. So yeah, we had some tough choices. It was like we're running out of money because we were maxing out credit cards to live. And that last house, we had like one, we had like fifteen hundred bucks left on anything, cash, credit cards, loans from whatever. We had fifteen hundred bucks left, and we had two mortgage payments to make. I was in a house, my ex-wife was in a house, and kids, and it was like, we are gonna, this is this is tough. You know, we weren't sure what we're gonna do. So we ended up flipping that first house. Uh, we, we, we finally sold it, made 17 grand, which was not a lot of money, but at the time, it felt like a million dollars. But, but guys, listen, viewers, yeah. here's what I need you guys to understand, okay? They teach you how to do this stuff now, so you don't have to go through life experiences um, that's 17, what they're not telling you, and they haven't told me this, if they broke down the amount of hours that they had in that 17 grand, they were probably making minimum wage, but yeah. they were oh. so happy to make that. And because it was, it's that sense of freedom that I did this, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. That, I think that flip gave us hope. Like that was like, Hey, and that was when the market was tanking. So everybody was saying, get out of real estate, get out of real estate. And we had two more houses under contract that the banks pulled all of our financing because we, we hadn't closed the deals yet. Yep. This is when 2008, so the market was tanking. Yep, I, I was there. Yeah, I called my best friends and said, who was my mortgage broker, and said, hey, can you give me a loan? He goes, I can't. I said, no, this is me. You can, we're buddies, but you can give me a loan. He goes, dude, they're gone. And I'm like, no, 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 it's me. He goes, I know you're you. I can't even get one. They're gone. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we had to punt. We started to build private lenders and one thing led to another. And now we're, we're, we're getting very close to about a thousand flips we've done between flips and wholesales and rentals that we own now and all that. So we've done, you know, a thousand deals, a thousand houses, not just deals. Some people say deals, they mean they bought and sold. We have, we have thousands of deals, but we have uh, about a thousand houses we've been a part of. But Nate, you're right. You're right. Because like during that time, there wasn't a lot of education. I mean, there were some books on real estate and we had, we'd even invested in like the, um, Carlton Sheets, Carlton Sheets yeah. that sort of thing. But there wasn't really education out there as far as like how to flip houses and how to, you know, become like, like a true real estate investor for the average person. 
And Glenn has an expression now that I absolutely love, and it's folding time. Because if you if you get educated in the space and you can cut out all of those all of that um, those headaches that you would normally have by trying to figure it out yourself, it just makes a, such a dramatic difference. So I think that the timing right now is awesome for being a real estate investor because of oh, yeah. because of just the opportunity in general but also because there's education out there to help people get started. Sure. Well, and then one of the other big things that even if you would have had a mentor, Carlton Sheets, he showed you how to do no money down, but he didn't really show you how to do the renovations. And right. one thing that he didn't teach was about being over leveraged. And so you just took it. Oh, the owner's financing it. It's like, oh, well, that was it. Now you're driving around on the Rolls Royce. And that was not the case. So, yeah. and, and what, what you guys are teaching could save people millions of dollars in mistakes. And, oh, yeah. and quite honestly, guys, I've seen people give up on real estate because they just said, it's not for me because they they just wanted to get in just like you. They say, I just want to get in, I'm going to learn. Yeah. Very, very expensive way to do it. So yeah. in, in your guys' uh, course, or what do you like to call it? Well, so we, we I'll, I'll give a little history on it. So my passion has always been helping other people. I love to speak, I love to train, I love to help people, I love to inspire people whenever I can. And so... But I also am somebody that has to do it. I have to be successful in the area first. Yes. Because I can't stand all the people that are online now that are toting about how successful they are. And they flipped three houses or maybe they flipped 10 houses and they did it during the hottest market ever. Well, big exactly. Deal. The hot, wait, wait which, the which is what you have a, a huge advantage. Because oh, yeah. guys, listen, I, I, I tell people this all the time. Look, if you've been successful over the past 10 years in real estate, hey, look, I'm not saying that's not <laughs> impressive. But I'm yeah, saying the people that have come out of 2005 made it through. Maybe like me, I went bankrupt, learned from my mistakes, moved forward. We have experience that you don't have. And there is no amount of uh, properties that can teach you that experience of going through that recession. Because like he right. said, I remember my banker, I called my banker and I said, I need a loan. And he said, Nate, listen. I got a guy that owns a building free and clear. He wants to borrow $5 million on it. It's worth $10 million, And the guy has $10 million in our bank. And I can't get him a loan done. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, so are you telling me no? <laughs> and, you know, it was like, so I get that. So I get that. And how do you prepare for that? Is that something that you can show people? Yeah, we do. So we we created, it was been, it's been six years ago now, we created a home flipping workshop. And so... We started that by traveling the country and kind of doing these workshops and stuff. And, you know, they're costly for us to do, but we do, we do these workshops. We love to do that. Then COVID hits. Yep. Now COVID hits and we're like, well, shit, I'm like, I'm in the seminar business. I am the head speaker and Amber is there with me and we have a team and we're, we can't do seminars. We're in upstate New York. Nothing's allowed. And we're like, this is killing me. So we thought our business was going to shut down. That was, that was one of those definite panic moments. Like this is my dream that's getting shut down. Mm -hmm. And I had to figure, so I laid there for two months and licked my wounds because I would lay there going, we can't leave the house. We can't talk. I had $80,000. That's the magic number for me. $80,000 in marketing, like infomercials TV were playing, commercials. TV commercials. They were already selling tickets for an event when New York pulled the plug. They don't give you refunds on that. No. So I lost, <laughs> I was like, I just lost 80 grand. And so two months go by and look at my wounds. I finally, I start doing some research and I look and I saw somebody talking about doing a virtual workshop. I go, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Three <laughs> days. At a workshop? I'm not, that's ridiculous. I'm not doing that. And then I laid there and thought, 
Okay, what if I did do that? What would that look like? And you, know, you start asking yourself a question. We, I, we wear a little bracelet and our thing, I'll show you, it says, how can I on it? And so I, that's one of the th very simple basic things we teach people is to say, well, how can I? Don't say I can't do something, say, how can I? Because it'll activate your brain to start thinking through solutions. It's a good lesson for your kids too. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, absolutely. Except when they throw it back on you and say, you can't say we can't do that, dad. It's how can I? <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, <laughs> so that always is fun. But yeah, so long story short, we we uh, we started that company, and we and when when we started to go virtual, and I was shocked at how well it worked. So now we do a three day virtual. I, I do it at a we have a studio we work out of. I have screens all over the front of me. I'm very interactive with everybody all over the country. You know, this we have an event coming up here, and so um, I'll just do a little plug if you don't mind. They can go to homeflippingworkshop.com. We sell a ticket for fifty nine lousy dollars, fifty nine dollars for three days, and we wow. go through. Everything from how to find them, how to fund them. We even do a capital raising session. We do a, um, we have speakers come in and talk about how to protect your assets, how to prepare for taxes. We have all kinds of things that we do in there that, that's kind of about how to fund your deals, all that. So so we started doing that and we Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Give me that plug again. Hey, Matt, go sign us up for this. <laughs> Homeflippingworkshop.com. Homeflippingworkshop.com. And then we're going to put a feed in there. And now, nah, brother, uh, I'm there, man. I'm there. I appreciate it. And Glenn, Glenn's like, he does. He loves to, to train and coach and, and help people. I have a real soft spot for moms because, like, it breaks my heart to go to my kids' school events and, you know, other kids don't have their moms there because they have to work a job. But, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, you know, most people are two-income families these days. So I, I love being able to share that with other women because real, being a real estate investor gives you so much freedom and flexibility and you can still feel like you're contributing to your family income and still setting that good example for your kids. And so I, I love that part. I think what yeah, people so like to I was going to say, that what, they, what they say to us, Dana, all the time is we like that you guys are real. Like I, we, there's no BS with us. Like we're, we talk about, because we, we've lost money on deals. We talk about it. People are like, you talk about that? I go, of course, because yeah. how are you going to learn? You know, if I don't tell you how I failed, how are you going to learn? Because if I come mm -hmm. and say, real estate's great, it's awesome, just do what I did, that's bullshit. That's not true. There's that's great, right. It's, it's work. It's hard that's work. Right. And the that's whole right. workshop, it's hard work, but it's worth it. So if you're looking for a get rich quick scheme, don't come here. Yeah. This is not it. Well, you know, you know I, tell, I tell people, listen, if you want the easy way out, man, just work, in, work until you're 65 for your W-2. But when your kids come to you and say, hey, dad, I, I want to get married and I need this big wedding or I need a down payment. That's where the real pain is going to set in when you tell them I ain't got it. So you got to find your why, guys, if you want to do real estate. And I, I look, I'm, I'm with you, brother. I tell people this. I used to go to the matinee uh, at work sometimes just so I could cry. It was that hard. Yeah. You know, coming out of bankruptcy, I didn't know how I was going to figure it out, man. So I'm, I'm there. Yeah. But it was all worth it. I would much rather go bankrupt and lose everything again. Then yeah. to go through working until I'm 65 or 70, maybe having enough money to live until I'm 80. Right. I've been I've been working on, you know, for myself, I'm always trying to work on something. And, and I found myself getting a little stressed lately about just normal stuff in life. And I said, you know, I said, I'm going to take some time and really start thinking about what I'm grateful for. I teach my students to do that. And sometimes we have to we have to become the student ourselves. Right. So I look back. And I said, let's be great. So I sat for this is yesterday morning. Actually, I sat for about a half an hour and I thought of all the things I was grateful for. And she came home. And I said. You know, I get to be home. Like I work from home and I, I'm, some days my days don't start till noon. I usually exercise. I go to the beach. I usually run or ride the bike or I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm on the ocean or whatever. And I, I get this life where it's an amazing life that I don't have to go do something I don't want to do every day. And I see so many of my friends are like one of my best friends in the world. I love him. We, we grew up since first grade. He's like, 
man, another another six years or another another eight years, I'll be eligible for retirement. I'm thinking eight years, dude. I plan on I plan on owning fifteen thousand more units by then. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I want to, not because I have to. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's the thing. I ran into a guy one time that told me that, and I was in Sam's Club. And I said, hey, how you doing today, buddy? And he said, man, I just got six more years, and I just thought, <laughs> man, ain't that the and, – and, and, you know, my passion and yours and, and Amber's are the same. We want to teach you. We failed. We've gained massive success, and we want you to get the shortcut. Yeah. And that's all I can tell you guys. That's our passion. And all everybody that I ever interview that that's super successful, everybody that I ever meet, the reason they're doing this is not for them, it's for you. Yeah. So guys, look, man, I, I don't know what to tell you. If you're struggling and you're nine to five and you feel like, you know, you you were put in a box as a kid and told, go to college and do this for the next 40 years. And the person that you are working for, you're making them wealthy. They're the one that's out on the yacht. Yes, they put in the upfront work. But if you guys want to flip properties, if you want to learn how to syndicate capital, sign up for their sign up for their three day boot camp. Yeah, I appreciate. And you that. know what's funny too is people people think that they stay at their jobs for security. Yeah, they're the you're the first one cut. You're only there because you're making them money. Stop making yeah. them money. Make yeah. yourself money. Yeah. Stop making them money, and you gone. There's no security. And um, Amber, I'm glad you brought that up because in 2008, guys, I had four felonies. Nobody was going to hire me, man. No education. Been to prison twice. Um, and that's, and listen, I had 60-something uh, arrests. I mean, it was just, you know, go look me up on Hamilton County uh, Clerk of Courts. It was a mess, man. But, you know, God came into my life when I was 29. I'm not going to get into that. But, you know, what she's talking about is this. In 2008, everybody got fired, Right. Yeah. He didn't get fired. Now he had to, you had to scramble. You guys both had to scramble, but sure. you can't fire yourself. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. I think that people just don't realize I, it's it to me. When I look at working someplace 30, 40 years and not liking it and waiting for that day in the future when I might be able to retire, that looks so much harder to me than three or four years of busted my hump. And yeah, grind yep, get something yep. up and running. Maybe it takes ten years, whatever. Yep. And it's ten or fifteen years. It's so much better than forty years of doing something you don't love and you don't want to get up out of bed in the morning for. It. But our society, our society breeds working class people. So I mean, that, that's again a whole other conversation. But I think I think it takes a lot of courage to bet on yourself and to be the you know your your own controller of your own destiny instead of depending on someone else to do it. But it's also like once you get past that fear and that's, you know, that's really what holds people back is fear. Mm -hmm. And so once you get, you know, if you can, if you can be strong enough and be courageous enough to push yourself past that initial fear that you might have, it's so empowering on the other side of that. It's so empowering. Like, you know, once you do that first deal and once you start to have success and then, then that just gives you momentum to keep on going and keep on going and to think bigger. And, you know, Glenn, He's he's very big picture thinker. I tend to be a little more conservative, so we kind of balance each other out with that. But I've had to even stretch like my comfort zone a lot because he is a m more. Of a, we're both risk takers, but he's much more of a risk taker than I am. Sure. So when when people are able to do that, though, if you can just push yourself outside of that comfort zone and go for your dreams and bet on yourself, it's it's just it's life changing. Yeah. So so how is that? You know, you you got your you got your spouse you're working with. And if you're working with your spouse, it's probably also your best friend. But sometimes you want to do this. We never fight. 
Well, I mean, listen, uh, uh, Amber, I can totally understand because I'm like Glenn. I'm super aggressive. I'm like, we're going to sell this for $20 billion. And then my partner Mike's like, it's only worth $2 million. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, okay, somewhere in the middle. You know, and, and he's super conservative. And I'm like, dude, if we're going to be that conservative, we might as well not even do the deal. But, and so, but he balances me out just like you probably balance him out. So people that are real aggressive, you need somebody to balance you out. But yes, you guys are both probably leaders, right? So how do you balance, how do you balance that out? And how do you, you know, for all the ladies that are watching and working with their husband and vice versa, how do you guys balance that? Well, I'd say five years of therapy and $25,000 and lots of alcohol. Yeah. So that's probably- <laughs> okay, okay. What kind of alcohol? People need to know what kind of alcohol. <laughs> a lot of wines involved there. A lot of wines. Yeah. So. Okay, okay. You guys, see, see there it is right there, guys. I think, I think we... Well, having a sense of humor definitely yeah. helps, too. But, but I think one of Struggles. the... Yes. Yeah. I, I think the, the main thing that really helped us... Because in the beginning, we did fight a lot. Oh, we, we played the blame bad. game. You know, oh, you were supposed bad. to do that. No, you oh. were supposed to do that. So one of the, and this is, this is what I tell anybody that comes to our workshop that's working together as a team, whether it's husband and wife, mother and son, whatever, um, define your roles. And, you know, you're responsible for ABC and you're responsible for XYZ. You still support each other within those roles and help each other, you know, if one person's down, the other one lifts them up. But you have defined roles. And for us, that was a big, big, big game changer is just knowing what we were responsible and knowing, for. Yeah, knowing how to support each other in those roles. So there was, you know... Our roles, when we when we were in the thick, we still do all the flipping, but our team does it now. So we're not involved. Again, it's, it's a thousand miles away, but um, we've been fortunate to build a business with great people. But when we did it in person, Amber was the general contractor, really, on I the was job. A and she, she, yeah, she's a project manager, and I did all the selling, buying and selling and negotiating, that kind of stuff. So, But I, I dealt with the contractors. I hired and fired and gave them the scope of work and you know, paid them and or not paid yeah. them when they weren't doing their work and whatever. So, so we had different roles. But we would go in a house and, you know, I'm just the little blonde girl from Texas. I don't know anything, right? So they would inevitably look at Glenn. So what are we doing here? And, you know, <laughs> now, now, now get this. Glenn doesn't even know how to read a tape measure to this day. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> wow. So the little, it's the little ones that throw me off. The little dashes, they just, they all, they throw me off a lot. So, so, so Glenn, Glenn was good though. He would say, you know, I don't know why you're talking to me. You need to be talking to her. So he would always, you know, push that back to me instead of being the macho man saying, you know, I'm in charge, whatever. He would always support me within my role. And if the contractors did look to him, he would. Well, she was a lot better than I was about paying. I was like, okay, oh, yeah, fine. I, I sometimes, I would sometimes give in, not anymore. But I, I was much harder. She was on much the harder on him. So yeah. So you got, you got to support You got to support each other. You got to know each other's roles and support each other. Now, okay, and then, but how do you? Because you're aggressive, like me. Was it something you had to learn? Like, okay, she's much better than that than I am, and let her own it. I'm or did you feel like you still had to have some type of control over it? The, 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 I'm not kidding about the four years of therapy and $25,000. And that's really, we had to go to therapy for a long time. And, you know, I think through that, you start to figure out, you know, control is an illusion, right? For guys like us, we have to really mm-hmm. understand that we think we're controlling everything. We've had some things in life happen to us like you, but we've had some things, we've had some health scares with family and we almost lost our, our little boy at one point. And it was, you know, you start realizing oh, through some, you start realizing through some things in life that you really are not in control. You know, we do our best. But at the end of the day, an outcome is going to be an outcome, and we have to learn how to 
Um, there's a great book I love called Unf Yourself. Have you ever read it before? It's a fantastic book. It is good. Uh, he, he has a whole book. What's his name? I can't think of the author's John. name. Uh, un, unf, you said? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, un, unf. It's it's the full word. I won't say it on your show, but unf yourself. Yep. yep. Um, and it's a it's a great book. Um, John, John something. Yeah, John. Oh, I can't think of his name, but anyways, he, he has a ser- several series of books, but he has a chapter. That well, says, I, I just we just pulled that up on Google, and actually, it has a picture of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably does. It probably does. I've I've actually read that book probably about eight or nine times on Audible, and so there's one chapter I've listened to a million times, and it says, you know, um. Uh, it's all about expectations in life, right? And our expectations are what create anxiety. Because if you, if you expect to be at a, at, you know, the restaurant at seven o'clock and you're not there until 7.15, your anxiety gets all up because you're late. Or if you're running late with your kids, you start raising your voice because you're pissed off because you're running late because your, your expectations are, I'm going to be there at a certain time. Mm. That's a simple, simple illustration. But when, we, when our expectations are something and we don't hit them, we, it tends to throw us into a whole different, you know, mindset. So it, we should we should expect nothing, and um, what's what's the chapter now? Now, now I'm the losing expectations. it. I know, but it's, Gary it's, John Bishop. Gary John Bishop. Expect nothing and and accept everything. That's what it is. Expect nothing and accept everything because we have to realize we get to a certain age in life that we we can figure anything out. Like I I just wrote to myself the other day. I was having some stress stuff because I still work. You do too. I'm sure we all work, work through stress stuff all the time. And I said to myself. I have fixed so much in my life and everything's been great and look where I am today. So when I have a problem, shut up. You're going to fix it. Yep. Why stress through it? The stress does all the stress just makes it worse. So yep. try and chill, take some deep breaths and say, I've been here before I could do it. So I'm trying to reset my expectations for the outcome on life. And that way it's the same more having, you know, going back to the original question, when we have situations or we're, we're trying to figure out how to, to negotiate a, an argument, it's all about expectations, right? If I can, if I can just let my expectations go and accept what comes in, say my point, and then move on, that's going to be a better outcome than, it, than it, trying to fight it out. Because if you try to fight with your wife, you're not going to win. Because even if you win, you don't win. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It did no. take us years to get there, though, and I yeah. had to, I had to learn how to be more assertive too and stand up for myself and say, "Hey, you're being a bulldozer right now. Yeah, <laughs> you need to, you know." Well, you had a lot more work with a therapist, if we're honest. Well, hey, working with a therapist does help you grow. So I would agree with you. Oh, it, yeah, does, it does. It does. Yeah, and I used to think I, maybe. So if that's the case. I'm more evolved than you. Yes, you are more evolved. Sure. <laughs> so I, you're probably, you know, I, I thought to myself, going to a therapist. I used to think you were a weak person if you went to a therapist, but I've learned it's a strong person to look at yourself in the mirror and go, yeah. "I am flawed, and I want to get better." And it's, it's hard to look at those ugly parts is. of yourself. It is because we don't. Most people never look at it, and I know people. Or to say that's just how I am. That's just mm-hmm. how I'm wired. That's just the way I yeah. was raised. You know, that just because you were raised that way doesn't mean that's the, the yeah. best way to be. Yeah, Jeffrey, well, I tell people Jeffrey Dahmer was raised eating up bodies. That doesn't mean it's right. Right. Yeah, you know? right, right. Or, or when I, you know what I tell them when, when I get that, that contractor that says, well, I've been doing it this way for 20 years. I said, well, Jeffrey Dahmer was eating bodies for years. That didn't make it right. You know, you just got caught. And, um, <laughs> Very hey, I'll, gi- I'll give you one you can use, um, Amber. So the guy told me, he said, uh, he said, well, I've been doing it this way for 20 years. I said, well, before you retire, we're going to make sure you at least do one right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't want to be mine. He didn't want to be my floor installer anymore after that. But. Yeah, we're, you know, we're really big on mindset. The, the, our, our home flipping workshop is put on by our, our education company. It's actually called Vestor Pro. That's the full company that, that runs and that, that sponsors the home flipping workshop. And so our tagline is Vestor Pro 
a real estate of mind. And we preach that we believe that if you don't have this right, you'll never get the money right. You don't have your Well, wait, right. wait. So let me back up because I wanted to touch on mindset because that's one of the most powerful things. And like you said, fear. My partner, Mike, always says false expectation appearing real. That's, that's what fear is, right? But I want to go back to you guys. You started in about 2005 with one property. Yeah. 2007, yeah. Well, no, our rental. Oh, our rental. Your rental. You said two years earlier, which would have been 05, I think. Right. So you started with that, and it was the worst property ever. Worst (laughs) area, around a railroad track. A guy hung himself in there, right next to a bar, right next to, I don't know if you said it was a meth lab or a chemical plant, one of the two. Chemical plant, yeah, chemical plant. There could have been a meth lab right there. It could have been a meth lab. It was probably in our In 2005, they bought in the worst area ever. And you probably still today you own it still was a better investment yeah. than the stock, right? Right. Oh my gosh, yeah that that property we had to put a hundred thousand plus into it probably five or six years ago to redo it. We fixed it, we made it brand new, and we jacked the rents from let's say I think we were making like a total of fourteen hundred on the whole building per month, and now I think that that generates about three thousand dollars per month. So even after putting the money in, refinancing, taking, you know, doing the burn method, right? So taking the capital back out, um, we still, I think we still, that's one of our highest producing uh, properties as far as cash flow goes. It's not, wow. it's not from rental that we do. Yeah, so, 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 but that was your one property in 05. Yeah. And then you got in 07, and last month, how many properties did you buy? Yeah, our company went under contract to buy 32 houses last month. That so, is amazing. That is yeah. amazing. So again, but you guys grew up very wealthy parents, and they must have gave you a ton of money, right? <laughs> yeah, no, hell no. My dad was a butcher. Yep. My dad, my dad, my dad passed a few years ago. My dad was a retired butcher. I'm sorry, sorry to hear about that, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, my, you know, my mom, hardworking. Um, she's 85 today. Still a piano teacher. Still teaching 20 kids piano lessons. And so, no, we were born a little, you know, a little we share a little. Th- four boys with a three bedroom home in upstate New York. And you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of money for us. And I, I, my, re- my mom was a stay at home mom. My dad did, he was an entrepreneur. He owned a rubber stamp and engraving company that I worked for for 17 years, but it was still a job. You know, yeah. it was still a company you had to be there from nine to five. And mm-hmm. I thought for a long time, I wanted to take that over when he retired, but then I saw like, I, I wanted something more. I, yeah, he just, I, it was just a job he had, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he I, never learned to scale it. And what part of Texas were you from, Amber? Dallas, Fort Worth. Okay, so Dallas. So, look, all you people in Dallas, all you people in upstate New York, you know, we got two people here. They didn't grow up wealthy. They had blue, you know, for all intents and purposes, just blue-collar families. And yeah. they went on to own uh, tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate. And so how did you shift your mind? And is that something that you guys uh, teach your students? Oh my gosh! Yeah. We 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 teach yeah. To answer the second question first, we teach our students that from the from the first time they come in the in the workshop, we work on that because I say, look at, you know, before we start today, can we, you know, what's the most important part of a house? And the people eventually get around to saying the foundation. Great. So, what's the most important part of your business? Well, foundation. I go right. What's the foundation of your business? Well, eventually they get around to saying, well, I am right. And and I, I want to interject here. Yeah, I wasn't dumb. Go ahead and interrupt Thank me again you. for the twelfth time. <laughs> go ahead. Several times, oh, so just like that, but you keep rambling. Oh, so. sure, I do. Yeah, so. great. <laughs> love, love you, honey. 
So glad we're here. See, anybody who's watching and they want to work with their spouse, it's a great idea. Great idea. <laughs> oh, it's a piece of cake. But, but you guys were talking about control earlier, and, and you're saying, you know, there is real no, no control. There's one thing we have control over, and that's our thoughts or our mindset. That's the one thing in this world we have control over. Nobody else can tell us what to think. That's it. We get, we get control of that. And the analogy I like to use with my kids, and people can, can use it with themselves, is you know, you are the keyboard and your brain is the computer. You get to type in what you want your computer to think about. So no matter what, you know, no matter what you're going through, if you're, if you're thinking about something negative or you're going down that fear path, your, your brain's just spiraling out of control, it's no different than listening to a song you don't like on the radio. You push a button and you change the station. Change mm, the right. station in your brain. Think about something else. Go do something else. You don't have to live in those negative thoughts. That's right. It's the one thing we have control over. Mm-hmm. I was probably about 20 years old when I think I, or I bought my first, you know, I bought my first real estate course at uh, 18 years old, Dave Delgado. You better remember that name, but that's not I, I do remember the name. I did not remember take that, the course, yeah. but I remember that. Yeah, long, long time ago, back in the 80s. And then I, I started to get introduced to, you know, kind of some motivational talk. And I actually bought an Anthony Robbins personal power thing way back when he was trying to get, he was on doing infomercials. And I became kind of a fan. And I always was into that. Then I was in network marketing for 10 years. And so I always, I knew that building my mind was where it was at. I knew that was the case, but it takes a long time. And when you come from people that, my parents are awesome people, but mindset was nothing we ever talked about. You know, I think that what I learned from my parents was an incredible work ethic, no matter mm-hmm. what you work. But I, I realized I, if I want to work, I want to earn the most I can earn. I want to be in the right vehicle to earn the most amount of money. I always tell people, I say, if you, you know, if you enter a race, if you if you're a race car driver, you're Mario Andretti or Dale Dale Earnhardt Jr. You wanna you're the best race car driver in the world, but you show up to your race in a go kart, you ain't gonna win no matter how good you are. You gotta right. have the right vehicle to get you there. So That's for right. us, it really wasn't until we hit real estate that we started getting paid more like what I thought we were worth. You know what I mean? So because you can you can be the best. My dad was a great meat cutter, great butcher. We did sixty deer a year in our garage. He did it at home. Worked but there's only so much you're going to make. But we were mm-hmm. scared. We, we had to push through that fear. We had to use the power of our yeah. mindset to, to push past that fear to get us where we wanted to go. Yeah. So, that, so and that's, we, we had moments. No, <laughs> I, 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 listen, listen, I preach it all the time. Even if you're a great attorney, you're making 500 an hour, you are still trading time for money. Yeah. The difference yeah. is, guys, that they're not trading time for money as much anymore. They're trading time for equity and deals. They're flipping some. They're holding some. They're building a portfolio that send them, sends them cash. They don't have to, probably don't have to work ever again, do you guys? Don't have to, no. So they're doing this because they're passionate about it like me. But every month, if you're one of those people that have anxiety at the beginning of every month because you got bills coming, you need to get over here with us, with Glenn and Amber and Nate. I'm telling you. We ain't got anxiety. We look forward to the first of the month because we got more right. money coming in and we're spending. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I check, I check the account sometimes like, do rents come in? All right. There we go. So we have a manager company does. It's like, okay, there we go. So yeah, it's, go. it's a nice, it's definitely a nice feeling. And we, we push everybody. We say people, we, they come to the home flipping workshop, but we talk about how to use that to find rentals, to build a portfolio. Cause that, at the end of the day, it's all about having passive income. You know, at the end of the day, the passive income is where we all retire from. That's where the real wealth is, right? You know that yep. you do it a big, yeah, you can leave that to people. You can't leave your flipping job to people. I guess you can leave the business, but I'd rather leave leave actual rent. Yeah, but the flipping the flipping allows you to get the every property is not a buy and hold. 
You know, right. so right. some of them are meant to flip. And honestly, to be 100% honest with you guys, everything we do is really mostly, even hotels, we got a five-year disposition. So it's yeah. really a buy and hold for a while, then sell. Yeah. Um, and, and then you take that money out and you scale to something bigger. It's just scaling up. Um, yeah. But no matter how you slice it and dice it, guys, if you guys are out here struggling, um, if you feel like you're that butcher and you're, you're crushing it, but there's just nowhere else to go, or you're that guy that owns his business and, you know, you're, you just see that you can't scale it. It's, listen, real estate is one of those things that you go to sleep at night and you wake up one day and it's just worth a whole lot more money than what you paid for it. If you know how to identify the right areas, if you know how to buy right, which is stuff that you're going to learn, uh, Glenn and Amber are going to show you guys how to do that because they've bought and sold uh, how many thousands? Over a thousand units, so right? We're, we, yeah, we, this, I think this year will eclipse a thousand houses that we've done. So I think we're, we're in that range. We're in the 900 range now. Again, we're not involved every single day, but we're, like I said, last month I saw like, that was our biggest month ever to win 32 houses in one month. So that's, a, that is amazing. That's a that is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so guys, I, I, listen, if you could leave the people with one thing, um, and, and, and look, you guys have done an amazing job, man. I'm really proud of you too. Really proud of you too. Thanks, Nate. 52 years old and he got to move down to the beach. A lot of you guys are thinking, man, maybe I'll move there when I'm 65, three or four blocks from the beach. He's on the beach. <laughs> and, um, but, but, but let's back up. You came in 69th place out of 69th people, right? Right. That's right. Yeah. If there would have been 70 people in your class, you would have been 70, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so look, look, you don't need to start with money. This is what I'm hearing, right? Both you guys, you don't need to start with money. You don't need to be really successful in school. You don't need to go to college. What is it that you feel like people need to be successful in real estate? Let me answer. Go ahead. I think you've got to be hungry. Yeah. I think you've got to be hungry beyond hungry. I think that, you know, when you're, when you're really, if you're hungry for a better life, not just hungry for money, but just like hungry for a better life. Yeah. Something I mean, different. Yeah. For, for your goals. I think you have to be hungry for your goals. I think you have to be so hungry that you will, you will push through whatever fear you have and you will do whatever it takes to figure it out. I think once you find mentors, if whether it's us or boom, Nate, that's it. Fun, mentors. Gotta find, gotta find Cause you them. can be as hungry as can be. When I was yeah. a drug dealer, I was the only drug dealer. I'm going to these vocational classes trying to learn what to do with my money. Yeah. I was hungry, yeah. but I didn't have any experience. I didn't have any knowledge. Yeah. And if I would have met people like money. you or me back then that had the knowledge, man, oh, man, it would have made things so much easier. You got you to gotta have the, the hungry, hunger for the knowledge. Once you find that mentor, the next big thing is you've got to take action. Yeah. I, take action. That very first real estate course I ever bought. I don't remember a lot from it, but I remember when I opened up, there was a big, big piece of paper on the front. It was yellow and it had black lettering. It said, action equals results, but massive action equals massive results. And I stuck mm. with that line my whole life. That's always stuck with me because I thought, you know, you can have the best thoughts, the best mentors in the world, but if you just sit around and analyze and have analysis paralysis, you're never going to amount to anything. You've got That's to right. take and take the risks. And there's so many people that just and, talk about it, yeah. you know, being real estate investors. And the mentors, I think the mentors like us, or any, any the mentors we have, and mentors that you, you mentor people, we mentor people, we help people to, it, you're still going to take a risk, but we help people to minimize the risk. You have to take a risk to get ahead in life. We yep. want to help you minimize that risk because you have, you know, I, I like it, I like it our students to say, like, it's like, you know, you, when you're on first base in a baseball game, you're safe. And you have to be vulnerable to get to second base. For yes. 90 feet, you got to be vulnerable. And if you run there alone, you're vulnerable. You can be tagged out. But if you ran with a team around you, 
how much safer would you feel? Yes. And that's what, that's what our team does for people. So. That's awesome. That's an awesome analogy. That's yeah. an awesome analogy. Cool. Well, guys, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Um, and, and I want you to tell the viewers if they want to get a hold of you guys, they want to get into your three day uh, boot camp. Is it a boot camp? Yeah, it's a, it's workshop, it's a workshop, yeah. three day workshop. Three day yeah. workshop. Yeah. You know, where do they reach you guys at? Yep, they can go right to homeflippingworkshop.com. And then we also have uh, another website that's glennandamber.com. And that has links to all of our stuff. Our, we have a book coming out, we have a show coming out, we do a podcast as well. There's, there's there's links to all of that. We've got a YouTube channel, all that good stuff. They can they can find us on Facebook there and Instagram and all, all that, that good stuff. So glennandamber.com. Hey, and Glenn, uh, if you could tell me one book um, to go get, uh, what would it be? The one I mentioned before, yeah. Unf Yourself. <laughs> no, you Unf Yourself. No, just... <laughs> I had to get that, man. I, I thought you were just going to go say, uh, 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 I thought you were just going to say the book without saying that. No, you can do that. So, well, hey guys, thank you so much, man. I, hey, I, I, I would love to, I would love to speak to you all day, but we are out of time. Thank yeah. you so much. We're gonna put the links below and uh, look forward to meeting you guys in person one day. Let's do yeah. a hotel deal. You guys want to do some hotels? Sure. Let's do it. Open for anything, man. Hilton, you like Hilton, or, Hilton or Marriott? Marriott. Listen, you're the boss. Whatever you say. You're, that's your that's your specialty. Whatever you say. Well, you know, you get if you own a hotel, you get you get discounts. You get like a real good <laughs> nice. discount. So nice, I like it. It's a win-win. Yeah. There you go. All right, thank you guys so much. All right, Nate. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening to Lever Up Your Life. If you could do me a huge favor and go lever up my reviews, leave me a five-star review. I appreciate it. And if you guys want to keep the conversation going, reach out to me on Nate.Barger on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and get in our free Facebook group. We got over 200,000 members. B-R-R-R-R, invest. We'll see you in the next episode.